Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share our message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hello, hello, this is Casey Ruff, and welcome to episode six of the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Today is the big day. Oh my goodness. We are recording our very first episode today, and I'm going to take you through the entire process. Hopefully, you've gotten a lot out of the first five episodes, and you've, you've done your homework. Um, but today, we're going to take you right through everything that we practically do on our show, Balanced Body Radio, during a recording from start to finish. So this is going to be very hands-on, hopefully very practical and very helpful for you. Remember, as always, this is my process. This isn't everybody's process. This, it I, I found it to be really helpful to know of, you know, lots of different options and things, but what I couldn't find in the whole reason for doing this is one step-by-step guide of exactly how to do it. So that's the goal for today to show you how I take my interviews through the start to the very finish. Um, remember also that we are a, we're an interview style podcast. And so it's going to be a little bit different if you're doing a solo cast, you're doing a discussion or any other format, but this is how we record an interview style podcast podcast from the beginning to the very end. Before we dive into the brass tacks of things, I do want to talk a little bit about um, some stuff that's a little woo-woo, but I think it's really important. And the first is something we've said from the very beginning, remember your why. Remember why you are doing this podcast, who you are hoping to reach, because you are going to meet um, a lot of resistance in in recording your first episode. Stephen Pressfield um, kind of defines resistance as anytime you're trying to create something, it's the voice inside that says, you know, you don't have a voice or we'll do this, but let's do this tomorrow. That's exactly what I did. I've told this story before where it was the day that my wife and I were going to record our first episode in October of 2020 and everything was set. We were on schedule and I just, you know, was feeling that resistance and I tried to make up a bunch of excuses or not ready yet. Let me work on the intro music a little bit more and the formatting and things like that. And I'm so, so very grateful for Bethany my wife for saying like, no, absolutely not. You idiot. Like let's, let's, let's do this. Let's battle the resistance. Let's get this going. Let's push record. And you know, I listened back and that episode was a little rough and our format has changed quite a bit since that first recording. But if we hadn't pushed record that day, we may never have had a podcast and you get better along the way. There's definitely like a growth mindset to this. We've talked about that before as well. You'll get better. You'll learn how to ask questions better, but none of this will happen unless you push record on your very first episode. 
So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, if you're feeling a little bit um, apprehensive about recording, that's totally normal and natural. You should be feeling that way, but do it anyway. You can always go back and edit things or change things or re-record, but at least press record on your very first one. I also want to talk about rituals. I believe it's Greg McEwen who talks a lot about the difference between like a task versus a ritual and the things in my life that have the most meaning. I've created a lot of rituals around them that, that make it make it be something like really special in my life. So, you know, if I'm getting ready for a hockey game, I lay out my, my stuff in a, in a, certain way. I put my equipment on in a certain way. When I'm out on the ice, I do the exact same warm up every single time. And to me, that's very ritualistic. Uh, same with how I get ready for work, the things I do in my morning routine and podcasting for me is also something that is very ritualistic. And I think if it's meaningful for you, you should strive to make it a ritual yourself. So whatever that is, grabbing a glass of water, um, you know, sitting down, I've got little notes by me. Um, there's a certain way I put away my equipment every single time, bring it back out every single time. And so be thinking about how you can make this a ritual. I think it's really special that you're trying to start a podcast. And, and so I think it, it would be really meaningful to make it ritualistic for yourself, uh, acknowledging that it is something special that you're doing. So this is my ritual. So I, I start about 10 minutes before the podcast interview is scheduled. So I will grab a big glass of water. I've got a 32 ounce glass of water that I keep beside me. It's really nice. Um, you know, during the interview, your, your mouth will get really dry. Um, at times when I'm, you know, muting myself and I am listening to an answer, I'll just grab a quick drink. I think it's a good idea to have a glass of water next to you. I'll walk upstairs to the second bedroom. I just sit right on the ground on one of the kind of softest areas of the room. It's got some clothes around it. It's got some curtains. Um, the container I keep all my podcasting equipment in is kind of a, um, kind of a soft foam. And so I believe it gives a really good sound quality right here. I've heard of people sitting in their closets. Well, you you don't want to do, we talked about environment in one of the other episodes is sit in a place or be in a place that has a lot of hard surfaces and a lot of echoing because that will be really bad for your sound quality. Make sure every time <laughs> that you sound check, sound check every single line that you are going to be using. So for me, if I'm doing a solo interview, I pull up the mixer um, on myself, which is line one. And I check to make sure the sound looks good. Settings are good. Yeah, I haven't changed anything since the last time, but I, I feel like it's super important to just make sure that you're always checking your sound every single time. You never know what can go wrong. And if something goes wrong at this stage, at least you have a few minutes, you can see if you can correct it. Um, if Bethany is on the interview with me, it's in person. And so I will check her line as well. Make sure everything sounds good make sure the levels are good and all the settings on the microphones are correct. I will always sound check the line for the phone. So, um, we talked about this in, in the equipment, but I've got the road podcaster. So it takes multiple lines from all different inputs. So up to four microphones, there is a USB connection. There is a, an auxiliary connection, which I use for my phone calls. Um, there's also a Bluetooth connection that I don't use very much. There's all the buttons on the side that have different things that you can load into them. So intro music, there's, I think these are pretty tacky, but like different kinds of you know, sound effects that you can use. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all that kind of stuff. I just use these to load up my introductions. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but just make sure every line that you're going to be used, it, it, you're, you're checked it before it sounds good and it's ready to go by the time you are starting the call. Another thing 
that I always check is my network. I like to make sure that my network is good to um, try to eliminate some of the issues that Zoom can have. For me, I have found in my location in my house, my Wi-Fi can be a little bit problematic, and I get much better and much more consistent sound when I turn my Wi-Fi off. I will also take that time to put my phone in do not disturb mode. I think it's really distracting when, you know, you're listening to an interview and somebody's phone goes off or whatever. Um, We really try to avoid that as much as possible. The other thing I will do is practice reading the introduction at least two or three times. I know depending on how I format things on Word, if I use this specific font with this specific size, with this specific spacing, I use that as a proxy. If I use one full page on the introduction, that tells me about how long it's going to take for me to read that introduction. I like to keep them about a minute or so. So you can do the same if you like, but make sure you're checking yourself, reading through the introduction, finding places where maybe it looked really good on print, but it doesn't sound so good. I find that a lot where I'm having to add, you know, commas or separations on paper to, you know, tell me where to take pauses where I wouldn't necessarily need to do that in writing. I find that to be very helpful. I will also make make damn sure that you're pronouncing your guest names correctly. If you have to ask them before you start recording, I would do that. And then I write them out phonetically. Um, <laughs> they, it looks a little weird on the top of the page, but it, it really helps me get through and pronounce the person's name correctly. I think that's super, super important, but make sure that you are practicing through that know where your sticking points are, know where the places where you need to slow down are, things along those lines. Next is um, to be really prompt with your interviews, obviously, and to be really cordial. So I really try to jump on to Zoom calls at least two or three minutes early and just kind of sit there. I'll just go through my notes one last time, remember the questions that I want to answer one last time, maybe practice the introduction an extra time. But I like to have that minute or two um, early so that I'm, I'm there, I'm ready to go. Sometimes the guest is already ready to go and you can start a few minutes early, which means you can usually get a few more questions in, which is great. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you are uh, you know, prompt and ready to go and cordial with your guests. Once they jump on, you know, give them a greeting. Most people like to see whether you're recording video or not. They like to see you to at least say hi. So I'll turn on my video for a second on Zoom and just wave to the person and say hi, like, thank you so much for doing this. I love your work. Really excited for a great conversation. Maybe you could say, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z. Is there anything you want to make sure that we cover? Um, you know, how's your day going? How's the weather? How was that last move you made? Just whatever. Make a little bit of small talk, break the ice. Um, a lot of these people do a lot of interviews, but I think it's still valuable to, you know, be really friendly with them and just kind of make it light. Um, and I, I, I think it helps to establish rapport really early on. So I'll also kind of explain the format of the show. I've already done this, you know, via email and the confirmation, but oftentimes these people are working with, you know, a, a different team. Maybe they didn't get the email. Maybe they've done a lot of interviews today and they don't even remember. So I'll just say, look, this is going to be about 60 minutes. If that's okay with you, do we have any hard stops for time? Um, we're going to interview you about X, Y, and Z. Um, just, we, we don't have advertisers. We don't have sponsors. You can say whatever you like, be really comfortable. You can tell stories. Do you have any questions? Is there anything you want to ask me before we get started? And generally that takes a few minutes, but, um, we just try to cut to the chase as, chase as much as possible. Then I explain to them that I am going to mute the line. Then I'm going to start the introduction music, and then I'm going to unmute myself, introduce the guest, and then unmute the guest. All of this is in front of me on the Rodecaster Pro. I don't need a computer. All I'm using for this format is my microphone in line one, 
I'm using the auxiliary for the phone where I'm taking the Zoom call and I'm using the soundboard, which is where I have my introductions stored up. So I'll show you how this works um, on the Roadcaster Pro. So again, commute myself as much as I like back and forth like that. Um, so I'll have the line muted. I'll make sure the levels sound good. So basically you're using the, you know, the introductory chat with the guest as a sound check, making sure their levels are even with yours. You can use the mixers to kind of dial up and down. If their voice is a little quieter than yours, or they're using a different microphone, you can kind of mess with those settings, but I will mute them first. Then I will mute mine. So the only unmuted line is the one for the buttons. Now, like I said earlier, on the buttons, I have uploaded my introduction music, and I record all of this on the fly. I just personally think it's a little bit easier, but you can do it however you want, using a, like a multi-track and kind of lay down the track in the background somehow. I just don't mess with that. I like to keep things really simple, and I'm just going to record this right on the fly. So I'm going to show you what this looks like in real time. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Blah, 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 blah. And that's how that works. So what I did is I pushed the button which starts the introduction music. At 23 seconds, I start to bring the mixer level down to about half. And that's creating the effect that you hear behind me where the introduction music is playing, but it's in the background. And there's a little flourish, I know, right here about a minute in which I always try to time the introduction to say something like really cool about the guest because I, I think it sounds really cool um, when I do that. But this will just kind of play during the introduction. And somewhere about in this time, maybe the next like 10, 15 seconds, I'm kind of starting to wrap up the introduction and starting to greet the guest. Uh, Dr. So-and-so, it's an absolute honor to welcome you to Boundless Body Radio. At that point, I will unmute their line and they can start talking. Oh, thanks. It's so great to be here. I really like your show. Ah, oh, thanks. It's really great. Really cool compliment. Thank you so much. Important to note that since my music is playing in the background, I don't make any edits to the first two minutes or in the conclusion where we also have the music in the background. So I'm really locked in. Like if I mess something up here, I'm really kind of screwed because it's a single line with music and you can't easily edit in something else or take a cut out of it without being very, very distracting. So that's one downside of the way that I do things. And you'll hear here, it will fade out for the final time. And that's it. The button turns off. It was a two minute track that played all the way through. And now I'm back into the space where if somebody goofs something up, it's really easy to edit since there's not music playing in the background. Now I will keep the music at the exact same level. I'm not going to mess with the button mixer because I, when we do the outro conclusion, I want it to start in the background also in that position at that volume. So just keep it there. Um, but now you have both lines unmuted and you're having a conversation with your guest. I would be very, very heavy <laughs> if I were you on the mute button on yourself the way I hear a lot of interviews, it's really difficult to tell sometimes who is the guest and who is the host. 
because the host just won't shut up and blah, 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 blah. It's really, um, I think, not very nice to the guest. I've talked to several guests who have appeared on other shows who have said that same thing about other shows, and they get really annoyed about it. And so the mute button allows you to ask a question, mute yourself, shut the hell up, and let your guest be the guest. I think that's really, really important, um, and I really appreciate it. Also, cuts down on background noise. If there's construction in my neighborhood, or inevitably my dogs will lose their minds at some point in an interview. Hopefully, it's it's at a time when I'm not asking a question. It's at a time that I'm listening to the guest, and I am muted myself so that my guest can be the guest and they can just talk. Okay. Different approaches on how to do this, but I am very much in favor of taking notes and timestamping different things during the interview. I don't like to spend a lot of time going back and editing the entire episode. I like to know where in the episode I can go back to directly later on so that I don't need to waste a bunch of time listening to the entire interview until it fully releases on my um, host platform. So during the interview, I see the clock. So right now on this episode, it's about 17 minutes and 30 seconds-ish. It's, it's counting for me, which is great. So if I goof up, flubby flub blah. Oops, okay. So I'm going to timestamp right there so that I know when I go back to editing, I know exactly where to go. I know how to edit that chunk out. So in front of me, I, I probably should have explained this a little bit earlier, but I'll tell you what I have in front of me. So I've got my Rodecaster Pro. I've got my water next to me. I have my introduction which once I've read through, I kind of put underneath. And then I've got my page that has all of the potential topics or potential questions that I want to ask. Again, you can do this on the fly and be a little bit more spontaneous, but I like to at least have some direction in there will be like a storyline. So I'm not skipping around a bunch of different topics and coming back to things later. I like it to kind of flow through. I'm definitely willing to pivot and ask different questions if things come up. But for the most part, it's really nice in front of me to have that paper with the potential questions. And I will write on one side of the paper on the bottom in the blank space, I'll write gaps. And that will be all of my edits, the things that I goof up or somebody, there's like an awkward silence you want to kind of get rid of. You can cut those out really easily. I will also on the second column, write VS for visual soundbite. When my guests get in the flow and they say something amazing that's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 seconds, definitely less than a minute, I'm going to note that because that's what I want to use for my visual soundbite later that we're going to use for marketing. And so inevitably I'll have maybe five to 10 different edits to make, and I'll have two to three visual soundbite options of really good soundbite quotes from my guests that I will go back and use for visual soundbites. I will also use the paper to write down any references that the guest has or something that I talk about. It could be a product. It could be a past episode. It could be, you know, the guest is talking about an influence in their life from this book, from such and such. I want to give those people credit as much as possible, especially in the show notes. So I'll just make a quick note. Okay, he referenced this book. I will make sure I go back, find that Amazon page so that our guests can see it in the notes. The guest, maybe you want to tag that person when you're publishing the episode. And that's a great way to get more people listening. They're going to be really proud that they were mentioned in an episode, more likely that they're going to share it around. So I will be um, taking notes and writing those references. Um, if I have different ideas or maybe somebody mentioned something 10 minutes ago and I don't want to lose that question, I want to come back to something, I'll make sure I write that stuff down. So it's a lot of notes and it gets a little sloppy on my paper, but it's, it's nice to have those things done. 
you really want to keep an eye on the clock and get a feel for your guests really early. Are they long-winded or are they giving you short answers? Do you need to ask more questions or do you need to start deciding which ones you're going to prioritize? I definitely had guests in both, you know, both kind of situations where I ask one question and 15 minutes later, they're done answering the first question. I know I might only get four or five questions to ask during that entire interview. And that's fine. I, I don't really care one way or another. Um, it also goes the other way where I'll ask something. Yeah. How was your day? Da, da, and, and they'll just give me like a really short answer. And it's like, okay, wow, I got to really dig to be able to get to the best content. So know that you have to kind of think on the fly as far as that goes, but always keep an eye on the clock, respect your guest time, Know that you still need to maybe ask your signature question at the very end. You still need to ask where can people go to find you. Um, so just be really thinking about that. If the if the guest books an hour and you took five minutes to chit chat, and then you know they're really long winded at, at the end of the episode, you may need to cut to the conclusion really quickly and ask where people can find them a lot sooner than you had anticipated. I've also had times where I've had to ditch my signature question where the guy's like, okay, well, uh, I, I got to go in like two minutes. So um, we'll see you. And you're like, wow, okay, uh, bye. Um, and I didn't get to ask that question. So just be really mindful of that stuff and really get a feel of your guest, but make sure you are respecting their time. We talked about a signature final question. Some people do this purposely. Some people don't do this purposely. Some people will mix up what they ask. I tend to ask um, some version of the same thing every time, which is a really common one. I, I tend to like it. Um, you can choose anything, but I like to ask, what is one simple tip that you would like the listener to take from this conversation and apply into their lives? And I generally get some really good you know, thoughtful responses. If nothing else, I'll almost always take my visual soundbite from there because it's always going to be good. Sometimes I'll change the variation on that question and maybe flavor it a little bit differently based on our, our discussion. You know, what's one simple thing that somebody with imposter syndrome can take from this conversation? But generally speaking, I'll ask that question to end. I've heard other really great ones that other podcasters do, like what's one thing you're very grateful for? What's one question you don't want me to ask you? What's one thing you're very proud of? Could be anything and decide if that's what you want to do and when to, whether you want to stick with that or not. I will also have a list of questions. I started compiling these a few months ago and the list is growing. I really like it. It's just a list of generally really great podcast questions that you could ask anybody. And a lot of these I've stolen for other podcasts that I really like, and I just keep it on the side. If I ever get stuck in an interview and I don't know how to proceed, um, this is a really great way to just ask a question. Like literally you could ask anybody, your, your spouse or you know somebody you're working with some of these questions. And so they could be things like, what is a proverbial mountain that you are climbing right now? What is a question you don't want me to ask you, which I took from Greg McEwen? What is your definition of success? And do you consider yourself personally successful? Um, what is one thing that's harder in your life than you want it to be? Things like that. I, I think it's kind of nice just to have that, you know, not in, in the front of your view, but just in the background if you ever want to use it, if you ever feel like you, you're running out of questions or topics to talk about. I think that can keep the conversation going and flowing in a, a different direction. I will always ask as our very, very last question, where can people go to find you? And this is where the guests can leave a website, social media, whatever they want to say. Generally speaking, it will be a website, um, an Amazon link, and maybe, you know, I'm most active on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. So again, I have the music buttons to this side. I haven't changed the mixer level. So I'll take you through exactly how I do this. <clears throat> where can people go to find your work? 
Oh, thank you so much. Such a great interview. Uh, guests can find me on Facebook at Blobbity Blah. They can find me at website at Blobbity Blah. They can also go to Amazon and find my work there. I've written several books, and I would just really love for people to reach out if they've got any questions. They can send me an email. I'm happy to work with them. I've got a 30 minute free, you know, consultation I can do. I offer this program on my website. The first two weeks are free, and so that's kind of how that goes. You can hear that the that same intro music is playing but it's in the background. Once they stop, I'll say, that's great. We're going to link to all of that in the show notes. Dr. Such and Such, thank you so very much for everything you've done in your life. Your work is amazing. You've helped me personally and my clients so very much. We're so grateful for you and all the lessons you've learned. And we're so grateful for you taking the time to appear with us today. We really appreciate it. Wow. Thanks. It's such an honor to be on your show. Um, Really great to meet you. And thank you for a wonderful time. It was a great interview. At this point, I will mute them, and then I'll close. Well, thank you so much. It's really been an honor. And this has been an episode of Boundless Body Radio. Okay, so you see what I did there. As soon as I muted them, I said my signature line, and thank you for listening to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. Immediately, I will mute myself. I will slowly fade the intro music up to be at at its original level. Um, So if I'm counting the lines on the side, basically full, the level that you're listening to this at right now, where it's really level is six notches up from the bottom. The thing was resting at three, so about halfway. I'll slowly fade it up to be six. And then I'm listening to the music because it kind of, it follows a certain rhythm and and kind of has a pattern and I want it to kind of finish as it's about to start the next like crescendo or whatever. So once I hear that it's getting close, I will just literally slowly and as steadily as possible fade that down to where it's at a zero. When it's at a zero, I hit record to turn it off and that's it. Episode's done. At that point, um it doesn't really matter. You're at zero volume on the mixer anyway. You can turn, you know, your intro music off if you want. I will be as quickly as quick as I can with that because that takes um, a few seconds. And I will hurry and unmute the lines to see if the person is still on the Zoom call or if they clicked off. Um, always great to talk to the guest afterwards. Thank them again, even though you've already done it on the air. Answer any questions they may have. Give them an idea of when this episode might be released. Um, Give them an idea of when you're going to send them the different materials. I'll I'll generally tell people like, hey, I'm going to edit this today. Um, I'll create all, all the marketing materials on our end. This episode is not going to release for another several weeks. So I'm going to send you the original audio file. And you can do whatever you like with it. If your marketing team wants to use it, if you want to release it on your podcast, rebrand it in a different way. I personally don't really care, but we're going to follow our same release schedule. And this is when it's going to release on our show. But just feel free to take the materials and have them and do it. Do whatever you like with them. If it's you know marketing or you want to listen to it, that's totally fine. I'll thank the guest. Um, sometimes they'll be in a hurry. Sometimes they've already clicked off of Zoom, which is totally fine. I'll just email them a thank you later. Um, but yeah, generally, it's nice to have a little bit of chit-chat with them. They're normally very open at this point, especially if you've conducted a really good interview. You built a lot of rapport. I've had some guests ask me like, wow, what is your business? And they get curious about the things that we're doing, or they'll ask me to collaborate on something. Um, they'll ask me for advice on running their own podcast. And so it's kind of fun. you know. Once you've done enough of these interviews, you've got all these 
these friends all over the world that are experts on things. And it's funny, like they're, you know, experts on so many different topics and, and world renowned, but they're also just people and they, they love to have a conversation. They love to be honored and they love to feel like their message is getting sent out there. And so I really try to honor them as much as possible with that. I'll also ask, um, you know, if they have any feedback or things that they would do differently or anybody they would recommend to interview, if they haven't already given me that in the body of the interview, sometimes asking for a referral is a fun way to come up with new guests. And normally if you say, Hey, such and such asked me to invite you to be on the show. He said, you'd be amazing. That person is way more likely to respond if they've been referred by somebody they know and respect as well. The other thing to think about during your show is whether you want to do a, a, th- a thing that we do at the end of this podcast or what we do at the end of Boundless Body. A Boundless Body Radio, I've explained this before, is my passion project. And I don't, I don't like the idea of having sponsors, having ads, having um, any kind of monetization with that. That is my, my, what I consider my gift to myself and to the world, to my clients and to my guests. It's a real honor to have people on that show. And I just want to keep that really pure and I will never put a, you know, a sponsor in there at all. I might do that to this podcast. We'll kind of see how it goes. You can ask for ratings and reviews. If you like, I tend not to, um, on boundless body radio. I think I've done it like one or two times in like 200 episodes, I will almost always try if somebody else has a podcast that I'm interviewing, I'll, I'll say, Hey, make sure you go to Apple and rate and review such and such as podcast. It's really good. He does great work and I'll get people to be thinking about rating and reviewing, but I'll get, I'll try to turn the attention away from me and onto the guest as much as possible. You'll hear at the end of this show um, once we stop recording, I don't do the same thing for my outro that I do with Boundless Body that I showed you earlier. I have a separate file that I've already previously recorded. I keep it the same. And on this one, I am asking for ratings, ratings and reviews. It really does help. And it, it helps to kind of elevate the, the show and get it exposed to more people. I think if somebody is giving you really free content, I think it's a great thing to do. I do it all the time and I still wish I would do it a little bit more. So, um, you know, I ask at the end of this show where I wouldn't necessarily do it at the end of Boundless Body. So you can decide how you feel about that and what you want to do. You can decide how to run your outro if you're using the Roadcaster Pro the way that I showed you with Boundless Body or whether you want to do a separate one that, that just kind of goes right at the very end. Um, either way is totally fine. I like shows that have either one. You can also do a separate recording where you're coming in with a recap of that particular episode. You can also do that with the intro as well. Like, oh man, what a what an amazing conversation that ended up being. I love this point that he made. Just make sure you go and check out his work. It's really good. Next week, we're featuring such and such. However you want to approach that is totally fine. You can do that as separate recordings. Um, I definitely wouldn't do all of that on the fly, but be thinking about how you want to run that. And from there, you have a saved file in your micro SD that is ready to be uploaded into your computer. And that is where your very first podcast episode has concluded. So as always, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. This is a really fun project that I'm doing because I feel like it will really help people. And I hope it helps you again to see exactly the process as it is. And yeah, reach out if you have any feedback or anything you would like to see in the future. And next time we will be talking about editing. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, 
Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.